I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hello and welcome to the Champions League preview. I'm Adam Wilborn from What Culture Football, joined by Andrew Pollard from What Culture Football to look ahead to tonight's Champions League semi-final match between RB Leipzig and Paris Saint-Germain. Uh, but before we get into this, if you're a fan of this sort of thing, make sure you subscribe to What Culture Football on either iTunes, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts from for daily football podcasts. As I said, they're joined by Andrew Pollard to look ahead to tonight's match. A fascinating tie. I'll be honest, two sides that I thought may not have made it this far in the competition, but one of them is going to make it through to the Champions League final. Andrew, how are you feeling about tonight's game? Excited. Um, I, I think this just this whole format of the Champions League and, and the Europa League over the last uh, week or two, it's it's just like it, it's it's flown by. It's been exciting. Every game has been exciting. Um, it seems that maybe this that this format has encouraged teams to go a bit more gung ho, uh, and everybody seems to have had a go. Whether that's worked or backfired for teams or not, that's that's beyond the point. But everybody seems to have a go, and it's made for exciting football matches as a neutral. Uh, and tonight is uh, it's a really fascinating one when you look at just break down the, the two squads uh, and you look at where they've come from, and obviously the. Uh, the investment that's been put into these squads, particularly Paris Saint-Germain. Um, and yeah, it's, it's a really, really exciting prospect. Uh, yeah, we talked about the fact that this is one of the most unpredictable Champions Leagues ever as a result of, as you mentioned there, the, the format. Uh, and also the fact that, you know, RB Leipzig and PSG have had a, a checkered history, let's just say, um, in the way that they've transformed as football sides over the last 10, 15 years, or even just been established in uh, RB Leipzig's case. Uh, but as much as people will roll their eyes about the money that's been thrown around for these two teams, you cannot deny that it is set up a spectacular game tonight. Oh, totally. Um, I mean, the, the the fact that Leipzig had been only in existence for 11 seasons, I believe it is, is so 2009 was their creation, which is insane to think that they've gone from a, a fifth division uh, German outfit to now the semi-finals of the Champions League. And this is only their fourth season in the Bundesliga. It's, um, it, it's a crazy rise. Uh, it's just... Obviously, we, we've discussed this at length before where some people have um, aren't exactly sold on, on the way that, that the club was founded, the way they've gone about it, the fact that it's essentially a marketing tool for, for Red Bull in the eyes of some people. Um, but just as a model, it's such a, a fun one to, to watch. Just the fact they, they pick up young players, um, they, they may pick them up from Red Bull Salzburg or one of their other feeder teams, essentially. There's New York Red Bulls as a team in Brazil. Um, and then they, they, they get the kind of um, Leipzig's, the, the end of the road for those players. And then there's the potential to maybe sell them on to a big team for a, a whole wedge of cash. Um, 
and then you 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 just it's a it's a model that builds itself again. You rebuild the same way, and it's it's a it's a really it's anybody would like their club to be run like that. Just obviously, some people take umbrage with how it was all put together in the first place. Whereas Paris Saint Germain, uh, team that have been around since 1970. So I mean, in broader football sense, uh, Paris Saint Germain aren't exactly a, a big strong historical club. 1970 mm. is. is relatively uh, new in, in, in that sort of scale. Um, but yeah, Paris Saint-Germain, what, 2011, just a ridiculous amount. QSI, big investment. The ruler of Qatar just went on a football club. Paris is nice. Here's however many <laughs> hundreds of millions you really fancy. And and it's no surprise that in the year since then, they've won seven out of eight league and titles. Um, and something, some stupid stat of, where is it? 18 of a possible 24 trophies in that time. So, which is absolutely bonkers, um, but yeah, two teams that have um, yeah, uh, they're they're really intriguing. Whether you love them or hate them or mm. love their ideals, there's uh, there's a, a lot to enjoy on the pitch with both sides. And they've weirdly sort of mirrored each other in terms of the the quarterfinal results, both conceding and then going yeah. on to score late goals to to get through to this semi final. Uh, looking at the two sides, then there's a lot been made, of course, of Kylian Mbappe potentially returning to the starting lineup for PSG. Uh, who do you look at and say the key players are for, for both sides? I mean, you, you can't look past Kylian Mbappe. Uh, Suckles uh, come out and said that Mbappe will definitely start um, after shaking off opposite an, an ankle injury, uh, but they're not sure if he'll play the full 90 minutes. That's the case of we'll just wait and see. Um, and who knows, if, if they've got the game in the bag, maybe it'd be wise to pull him off with the awful turn of phrase <laughs> to substitute him um, uh, just to save his legs a little bit but yeah Kylian Mbappe is obviously key Neymar we saw how he can turn a game on his head up in the uh, the quarterfinal um, there's yeah Paris Saint-Germain you Angel Di Maria I think will be a big one coming into mm. that midfield um, because he he had so much my United fans don't have fond memories of Angel Di Maria but he's one hell of a footballer uh, I think there is still a little bit lacking in the midfield because Verratti is still doubtful. We don't know whether he's going to play or not until tonight. It looks like Idrissa Gay is is definitely ruled out. Um, so Marquinhos might end up playing in the midfield again, which he's he's more than capable of doing. But yeah, I think the the key ones for Paris Saint Germain it, it writes itself. It's it's Chibo Moting. No, it's uh, <laughs> Mbappe more really for for them. And I think that's where you look at the other side and you look at someone like Jacob Marcano at mm. centre half, Leipzig and. If he can, if him and Klosterman as well, can't forget Klosterman. If those two can kind of contain Mbappe and Neymar, then which makes it sound so easy. But that's half of your battle won. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I think we we saw in the Atalanta game that the strength in depth that PSG have, as much as fans will roll their eyes and say a Stoke reject is the one who got them through to this semi final. Um, Mencano, yeah, it's. I think it's one thing containing uh, Diego Costa, who is a git to look after, I've no doubt, uh, in terms of uh, being a striker and then battling both Neymar and Mbappe and, the, as you said, the the other uh, forces of attack that can come from from midfield or, or wherever. Di Maria, like you say, returning from suspension is a huge, huge player for them. But let's not forget, you know, we, we, we kind of dismissed RB Leipzig in an attacking sense as a result of their loss of Timo Werner, of course. Uh, be surreal if they get to a Champions League final with Timo Werner going, maybe I should have just signed after. <laughs> also surreal, by the way, I should point out, uh, if you're unaware of this, tonight is, of course, the first of the two Champions League semi-finals, but also tonight is the first qualifying round for yeah. the Champions League. Celtic have got a game, for example, tonight. Uh, but uh, to get back to the point I was making, uh, Danny Olmo, Yusuf Poulsen, 
uh, not to be overlooked in terms of uh, an attacking threat for Leipzig either. Yeah, I mean, Danny Olmo obviously popped up with a, with a goal in the last game against Atletico. And then Yusuf Paulson, he's he stretches defences. He, he might not have the quality of a team over Werner, but he still puts a shift in. And uh, I think that, that that shone through in, in the win over Atletico where there was it was... There's a lot of spark about Leipzig when you watch them. They they look positive. They look forward. They they look to. to there's, there's a great movement throughout the team. There's just this kind of verve about them when they've got the ball, where there's a fluidity. And while it's attacking in mentality, it, it wasn't the final third wasn't necessarily great uh, in and around the box for them. I, th- I thought, but Paulson put in a shift. Uh, Daniel obviously popped up with a goal. But you're thinking that there is clearly a hole where Timo Werner was. But it's it's not just the attack. You you, you look at. Um, I mean, the, the midfield. I thought Kevin Campbell was great in mm. in midweek. The end of the week, I'm losing track of my days. Ending <laughs> <laughs> over Atletico, um, just getting box to box and doing a lot of the dirty work. Um, he was great. Sabitzer is just he's got just a touch of class about him on the ball, and he's always handy for a goal. But the the ball, the outside the the, the boot ball, he put through oh. Frangelino in the setup for Tyler Adams's goal was was fantastic. And that was it's it's moments like that that win you games, win you big games. So there's there's a lot of quality still throughout this team, uh, the Leipzig team. Um but I, I think everybody the story is everyone will always come back to the team of Werner, which is why I, part of me is I really hope that they get through and maybe go all the way and, and you know maybe win the Champions League just to see you don't need Timo Werner. Um because you, you would have thought just he's been with this side now for a couple of seasons. He's a star man, a talisman. And all they'd be asking is just just sign for another few weeks, mate. So that's it. Stay with us another few weeks. We're in the Champions League. Then you get your big money move to Chelsea. But oh, well, his his loss is, I don't know, Leipzig game maybe. Yeah, it's just fascinating to see how well they've done without him. And uh, I sense that Chelsea fans would be screaming that if they allowed him to do that, and then he got injured <laughs> in this game, they would never hear the end of it. So that's one way of looking at it, I suppose. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volur XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. 
Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Um, one person I want to talk about is Kaylor Navas. We reported, of course, uh, in the news recently, he is going to be uh, out hamstring injury, uh, costing his place in the same final and probably, let's be honest, the final. Uh, how big of a loss is that? We've we've gl- had glimpses of his replacement, Sergio Rico, in the Premier League, and it's it's not been good. Yeah, yeah, it's um, that's a, a huge loss, I think, for, for Paris Saint-Germain because Paris Saint-Germain with goalkeepers, they've had kind of a a rotating roster them in recent years, whether it was Buffon, whether it's Ariola, who's out on loan now, and and obviously now they've got Kayla Navas, who seems to have well had established himself as their first choice. Is is a great goalkeeper still? If you look at the top ten goalkeepers in the world, Kayla Navas is in that that conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's it's huge, and even more huge is the replacement. Uh, I think that's that's probably the bigger turning point. Uh, t- talking point, sorry, is that Sergio Rico who. On loan from Sevilla, where he was back up, um, we we saw him in the Premier League for Fulham for a season. Didn't look great, um, and that's that's a big worry because you're thinking this this Leipzig team can get at, at that backline of Paris Saint Germain, and if you're you've got something net who maybe isn't quite cutting it. We we saw um, with Liverpool with um, uh, uh, yeah with Adrian in goal where that came, who I think is a really good goalkeeper, but. Mm came back to, to bite them when he didn't have Alisson available. Um, and on the flip side of that, you've got Galassi in goal for, for Leipzig, who the that the kind of brave punch he had right at the death case Atletico, mm. the last moment of the game to, to block um, Morata. He's he's a hell of a goalkeeper who used to be at Liverpool. He went alone to Tranmere and to, I think it might have been Hereford, and to Hull. And, and now he's one of the best in the world. So I think, yeah, if you're looking at both teams' goalkeepers, one's got an excellent goalkeeper, one's got one who... I'd be worried if I was a Paris Saint-Germain fan. And I think so often with Paris Saint-Germain, though, it comes down to they can outscore teams. So that, that's that's what a big factor to take into account. Just to stick with Rico as well, it's not just about the pressure, which is insane, like you say. PSG making a Champions League semi-final for the first time since they had all this money, of, of course, uh, injected into them. Um, it's also about the connection with the back line. Of course, he hasn't played recently there's a question mark over whether Thiago Silva he probably will return from injury which is like a blessing and a curse because it's great to have Thiago Silva there but if Thiago Silva is rushed back he is a you know weakness I think he's one of the best defenders in the world or on his day was um but it's it's a worry and like you say if it's something that uh, RB Leipzig can exploit then it's going to be a case of yeah PSG having to resort to the Vindaloo strategy, as I like to call it, scoring one more the opposition. God, 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 God. So we basically had a three lines reference yesterday. And now, <laughs> now Jesus. I'm going to have to start bringing some Manic Street preachers to this podcast. Uh, yeah, um, yeah, I think Thiago Silva, like you said, he's been one of the most important uh, players in the Monday history of Paris Saint-Germain. Uh, before that became a legend at AC Milan as well. So one of the best defenders of his generation. And, He's what 35 now is leaving at the end of the season. I believe that he's he's not renewing his contract. So this is kind of his swan song in Paris. Uh, well, not in Paris, but for Paris Saint Germain. And um, and yeah, he he brings that leadership with him. He brings the organisation with him. But yeah, I, I think like you said there, if he's touch and go, would you would you risk him? Because if he's not quite at it, I, th- I think that Paris Saint Germain will be that they'll be get at got at by Leipzig. And you want a, a half fit Thiago Silva. Um, kind of trying, willing his best to 
to, to do what he used to be able to do, but maybe not being able to do it. Mm. Yeah, I mean, you, you look at the odds and they are heavily sort of stacked in PSG's favour. And I want to talk about the, the two sides and their chances and your prediction in, in a second. But I think too many people have kind of boiled this down to Leipzig defence, especially with Upamecano, as, as you mentioned, against PSG attack. But like you say, Leipzig are no slouch when it comes to going forward either. And um, they soaked up what Atletico Madrid had to, to throw at them. And yes, obviously the second goal took a huge deflection, possibly crucial deflection, but they put two goals past Jan Oblak in the quarterfinals. They are a threat. And like you say, with these question marks over PSG's defence, this could be a real high scoring game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I expect goals. I've ex- we've seen goals in, in so many of these games, these these one-off European nights over the last week or two. And, and uh, yeah, I think you look at this and... You go into it and you, you can't see Paris Saint-Germain not scoring a couple. And likewise, you, you can see Leipzig happily chime in with a couple themselves. So I, I think that gets your excitement up more, gets your anticipation up more. And you'd like to think it'll be for a great spectacle. And, and then it's just a case of who can defend the best. And if to me, if I look at the two back lines, I, I think if you include the goalkeeper as part of that unit, I think Leipzig have the better defence. Mm. Then on the other side of that, obviously, Paris Saint-Germain would name Oren Mbappe have, have the better attacking um, side of things. But I, I think, for me, the key player could be um, Kevin Campbell, who I mentioned before, just because of the importance he, he has in that team of just... he's he's he feels, He's a very much a, an old-school box-to-box midfielder. Mm. Uh, where he, he anchors into that midfield and wins the ball, but then you see him getting forward uh, and you see him breaking up play it, it, high up the pitch as well. Uh, and I think somebody like him, he can really set the tempo for, for unsettling Paris Saint-Germain in, in the middle of that park, uh, especially with Di Maria, who so often for Paris Saint-Germain lately in, in later years have been used maybe as a number 10. So maybe that's where he comes in and, and Kevin Campbell does that job on him or or just I just think he's a really pivotal presence for them. And I'll be intrigued to see if Tyler Adams gets a start this time mm. out because he, he looked really good when, when he came on, I thought. And I know the, the main reason that he got brought on against Atletico seemingly was was a switch uh, from Nagelsmann so that Adams was there to, to nullify Joao Felix, who'd just come on. And, and this was just after Felix had scored. And it worked really well, but obviously he popped up with a goal. But I think he brings a lot of energy to that that team as well. And and I think that's where Leipzig can really get at Paris Saint-Germain is, is just with their energy midfield, just kind of bullying that midfield. Could the, the crucial element be the strength and depth, perhaps, that PSG has? Yeah, yeah, that, that that's one one factor you've got to take into account, really. Um, whoever doesn't start from Paris Saint-Germain. I mean, we, we saw with Manchester United in, in the... Again, whatever day it was, <laughs> when they went out against Sevilla, about Ole Gunnar Solskjaer left it until the 85th, 86th, 87th minute to make a substitute because there wasn't really that much on the bench that would change a game. Um, Paris Saint-Germain have changed the game in, in the, the last tie where, where they went through by, by bringing on substitutes. So even whoever's not in that starting eleven, they'll have something like an Ander Herrera on the bench who... Mm. He's a great player in his own right. And I, I mean, I, I, he may start if, if Ferrati is unavailable. I think I'd probably be tempted to to throw Herrera in just because he brings that energy. Which, and he's which, a big game player, Herrera. He is. He is. And he's, he's one of those where he never shirks responsibility. He always, in, in the big games, he tends to shine, but he's always wanting the ball. Even when things aren't going well, he's wanting the ball. He's harass, harassing other the opposition. So I, I think Herrera, to me, I'd probably start him, but I, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe he'll end up coming off the bench again. But yeah, Paris Saint-Germain clearly have the better bigger more expensive squad now there is a how do i put this french elephant in the room that we have to deal with 
And that is something that Neymar has tried to sort of put to one side, certainly in the build towards the quarterfinal or in the aftermath of that quarterfinal where they did an amazing comeback and broke mine and your hearts when it comes to our beloved Atalanta. Um, but PSG, especially in recent years, you think about Barcelona in, what was it, 2017? You think about Manchester United last year. They are bottle jobs. They bottle it when it comes to the big, big games. They almost did that against Atalanta. Fair play, they brought it back. Although, as you pointed out with messages to me, whilst the game was going on, Atalanta were out on their feet for those final 10 minutes. And you sense, uh, you sent your stat, I believe, even around about how much these these games have taken out of people. In, in particular, the fact the regularity of certain teams compared to the sparse nature of, say, your Bayern Munichs or your RB Leipzig's recent games. Um, but yeah, as a, to get back to the central point, PSG, mentality-wise, have that thing where if, if Leipzig go one or two goals up, you can see heads start to drop. Yeah, yeah. I, I like how you just called it clearly. They're a bottle job. That's it. No holding back from Alan Wilborn today. <laughs> You'll get the Paris Saint-Germain fans will be on rampant in the, in the, in the YouTube comments. I no, I uh, that, by the way. Chessfield are crap. I know that. So <laughs> I can say that. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, I can't say much about Wrexham. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I, there is that. It's that monkey to get off the back for Paris Saint-Germain uh, uh, where you feel like there's got to come to a point where they 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 win that big one. I mean, in one way, it was the big one against Atalanta, especially because they came from behind to to win that in such dramatic fashion. Um, but they they need that big win, that that kind of tentpole win we can look back on in years to come. Of like, yeah, that was that was the one that kind of changed their European fortunes. Rather than the moment we look back to, God, that Man United game last year was horrendous, or, or, or whoever Barcelona, where they these big games, especially some of the ones, well, both of those games there where they were so in the driving seat and then just threw it away. Um, it was, it, yeah, absolutely insane to watch. And they, they need to, if they're going to be this European superpower that they should be with the investment they've got, then and the players they've got, then they need to to, to win the big one at some point. But I, I think it is. the this Out of all the, the games that are left, I think this is the, the game where it's most important who gets that first goal. If it is Leipzig, it, it, you're gonna have you're gonna have the, the Paris Saint Germain fans on social media are gonna be getting itchy. You're gonna have the fans watching at home gonna be getting itchy. The players are gonna be getting itchy. The management are gonna be thinking, oh god, here we go again. And maybe they take heart from the the nature of the win in the last round against Atalanta, where it was it was it was a proper that you could see what it meant to them at the end, just mm. to get yes. those, those two late goals in what the 90th minute and the 93rd, I believe. And maybe that was the, getting the monkey off the back was that game where. It looked like they, they conceded the early goal. They were going to go out. It was going to be another one of those years for Paris Saint-Germain in Europe. And maybe that was the big win they needed. And they'll go and get the job done against Leipzig in, in I know, comfortable fashion, maybe. I don't know. I think, I think the pressure is going to be huge on them. And I think if they don't win the Champions League this year, I don't think they're ever going to win it, I have to say. Um, I think the way the competition's going, I think, weirdly, the lack of, you know, a, a game at home, I think may even play into uh, PSG's hands because you sense that nervousness going onto the pitch uh, in certain games. And yes, you know, PSG fans will say, well, certain decisions went against us. There was the VAR penalty given to, to Man United. There was some, I remember that Barcelona game when everyone was going crazy by it. I raised my eyebrows a little bit and said, and they got a few decisions that kind of went their way a little bit. It was a sensational comeback. But yeah, I, 
I don't know. But let's move on. Let's look ahead to tonight's game. Uh, Leipzig, they were counted out against uh, Atletico. They are not necessarily huge underdogs, but underdogs nonetheless against PSG. Can they do the impossible tonight? Can they make the Champions League final? Or is your money on PSG, Andrew Pollard? Uh, I'm again. I always come back to being this romantic, where I, I always want the underdog to win, even if the underdog was was created and and, and made from scratch eleven years ago, and uh, as as a rebel marketing tool. Um, yeah, but I still, even that that underdog, I think I'd still, I'm going to go with them over Paris Saint Germain, and I, I think it's going to be really interesting to see mm. the two just together because these are a guys who've been friends. Uh, Thomas Tuchel and Union Nagelsmann. In, in fact, it was Augsburg reserves when Tuchel was in charge. And Nagelsmann was there as a player in, I think, 2008. That was mm. when his career was basically over with an injury. And and um, Nagel, uh, Tuchel said to him, like, well, why don't you just come and be a scout for me? Be a scout for uh, Augsburg's reserves. And then from there, went from a scout to a coach to a manager. So, uh, and now he's only 33 uh, and in a Champions League semi-final. So um, it's going to be really interesting to see how these the two managers set up against each other because they know each other very well. But I, I think I, I'm, I'm going to go with the old romantic dream and go with which sounds weird, given the club. I'm going to go with RB Leipzig. Well, I've not had the best track record. I haven't got a single prediction right in the Champions League uh, since the, it returned. Still, I'm going to go with PSG. Um, so congratulations to RB Leipzig on making the Champions League final. <laughs> uh, but let us know your thoughts, your predictions, uh, and who you're going to be looking out for in the comments section below. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe. Uh, and subscribe to What Culture Football on either iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from for daily football podcasts when you're out and about on the go. We will be dealing with the fallout from this tomorrow, of course, with the news and looking ahead to the other Champions League semi-final. Good luck to Leon. Bayern Munich probably on a bit of a high after thrashing Barcelona 8-2. You sense very quickly, Andrew, you sense that whoever wins this probably still isn't going to win the Champions League, but it's such an unpredictable season. Yeah, I mean, I think when, when it's all restarted the Champions League, I think most people, when they looked at it, they thought that Bayern Munich were probably the front runners to win it, possibly Manchester City. Um, and then Bayern Munich go and steamroll the Barcelona 8-2 and just cause that club to to just look at it just have a cold hard look in the mirror and, and rebuild now seemingly but Barcelona doing um so yeah Barca uh, sorry Bayern are they're, they're the big favorites but then most people I don't know you, you look at the other predictions most people predicted Manchester City to mm-hmm. to stroll past Leon and then Leon tore him apart um that a large helping hand to Raheem Sterling for that as well um I know I know it was it and then just to go up the other end and get the third straight after. Yeah. Um, so you, you, I think it's been really unpredictable, like you said there. So while Bayern look absolutely unstoppable, you never know. You never know. Exactly. That's the beauty of this competition. Let us know your thoughts on Twitter as well. At WhatCultureFC. Well, actually, you can follow both of us. You can follow Andrew Pollard at... At Culture the Left Peg. And you can follow me at Adam Wilborn. Follow us all, as I said, at WhatCultureFC. But this has been the Champions League preview Good luck to both teams. We'll be here with all the fallout tomorrow. But for now, my thanks to Andrew Pollard. Thank you for joining us and we will see you soon. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 